0: Dunedin Multiethnic Council on Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. Join Lux, Valerie and their special guests to hear the latest from the Dunedin multi Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC on Air, 6pm Tuesdays, with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Hello everyone, and welcome to the DMEC Youth Radio Show. My name's Abby,
1: and my name is Max,
0: and we're here with the youth show to talk about health issues. Um, I'm a second-year dentistry student,
1: and I'm a second-year medical student.
0: And every four weeks, we come on and talk about different health issues which relate to different ethnic groups this week we've chosen a pretty interesting topic which is about tikanga maori which is not just important to us in healthcare but really important to everyone and the aim of the show is to just generally educate people um kind of food for thought things they might not have thought about before uh we love if you can learn something new and take something away which you can use in your everyday life and i think this will be a really good topic for that
1: yeah, so first things first, what are we talking about with tikanga Māori? So, generally speaking, tikanga is the Māori customary practices or behaviours. So th- so these are the right and wrong things to do in a certain situation. And before we really get underway with this, uh, it's quite important to note that different iwi or tribes or subtribes, tribes have different ways of doing things. So while the things that we're going to be talking about are generally consistent around the country, uh, some, uh, some different people may do their own things. So if you're unsure, uh, it's always free to just ask and clarify on what sort of tikanga they believe in and they practice.
0: And another thing to note is that while this is very important in healthcare, um, this is just everyday life for Māori people. So you can use this. Um, It's important for everyone. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so to give a bit more depth into what tīkānga Māori actually is, uh, the whole concept is derived from the Māori word tīka. This means right or correct. So tīkānga Māori in Māori terms means the right actions. So to act in accordance tikanga is to behave in the right way that is culturally pr- proper and appropriate.
0: Yeah, and then we just wanted to say a bit about why tikanga is really important. So this is really central to the Māori world view and how they operate. Um, so even if you don't share these beliefs about what is and isn't proper behaviour, um, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't respect other people's views Um, It's really important not to offend people, and following tikanga is a really easy way to do that.
1: Yeah, it's generally not hard. There aren't any uncomfortable or difficult things that are required to respect tikanga. So it's a really good idea to learn about it and be able to practice it, because it'll make a lot of other people much more comfortable and happy to be around you and 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 interact with you
0: Mm. and a lot of tikanga is actually common sense a few of the things we'll go through you probably do already but it's just giving it more of an appreciation of how important it is to respect and what it means to maori people when you go against tikanga so Just to start off with a few definitions that are super central when talking about tikanga and the Māori worldview in general. The first one you've probably heard of is tapu, which means sacred or special. And this is something that we want to keep separate from non-sacred things.
1: Yeah, and these can be different sorts of things. So something that's tapu may be a person. So a chief or an elder, they can be tapu. And around them, certain actions and restrictions are had. So you'll need to approach them in certain ways, perhaps, talk to them in, in certain ways. There are just different, different protocols when interacting with them.
0: Mm, and uh, tapu can also be places, such as the place where somebody has died. Or it could just be everyday objects, such as a pillow or the top of a table or a person's head. And then the next thing is the opposite of tapu, which is nō, which means not sacred. And this is something that you can interact with without any restrictions. So something about tapu is there's a lot of restrictions around it. There's things you can and can't do, but with nō, you're free to act as you will.
1: Yeah, and these include just ordinary things like books or computers but also more special things, like after a guest has entered the Marai and there has been a porphyry. While the guest entering is initially tapu, they are unknown, potentially dangerous. After the porphyry ceremony, handshakes and adhongi, and, and with the consumption of food, they have then become noah. They are now safe, they are known, and that tapu has been lifted.
0: Yeah, and this ties really nicely in with the next word, which is whakanō, which is the act of turning something, tapu, into something, nō. So lifting those restrictions and making what was sacred, ordinary. So as Max just mentioned, the whole process of porfiri, um handshakes, hōngi, and then sharing of food is an example of the act of Whakanoa, where a person who was tapu has been, has become noa, or ordinary.
1: And a really interesting example of this is the tramping of the house. So this is a ceremony which is performed after the burial so that the house can be cleared of the spirit and, and the objects in it can be cleared of any sort of tapu which is related to that this is done by a religious leader they can recite some karakia or prayers and, and sprinkle water while walking through the rooms of the house and this and this will be quite a common theme uh, uh these karakia and water are really effective in whakanoa they can turn things that were dangerous or tapu into noa
0: yeah and so now you know a little bit more about the general things involved in tikanga Uh, we wanted to share with you some everyday ways which you can respect tikanga and this you'll see now that this is not going out of your way to do any kind of customs or rituals this is just really not doing certain things
1: yeah exactly so the first one is all about the head So Māori people regard the head as very tapu, very sacred. So quite simply, just avoid touching someone's head unless you're invited.
0: And if you do, for some reason, need to touch someone's head or want to touch someone's head, you must ask their permission first. Which, yeah, I would generally say you should be doing anyway, but this would be very offensive to a Māori person, so just make sure you have that in mind when you're going to touch someone's head.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And And another related thing are hats. So these go on the head. They are tangentially quite tapu as well, so you really want to avoid doing things such as putting them on food tables. And this is not only related to the idea of the head, but also that food tables, where food often goes is also quite tapu. As food is tapu, the head is tapu, you really don't want to be mixing those.
0: Mm, And another similar thing to hats is pillows. These go under the head, which is very tapu, so pillows are also tapu by association, so you shouldn't sit on a pillow. Um, You can use a pillow to prop up your back, and of course in certain circumstances you may need to sit on a pillow, but just think about you know, how you go about this and who's around and why you're doing it.
1: Yeah. And then related to all of this is food. Food is very much associated with whakanoa. You can exchange food in ceremonies to t- t- turn strangers who are tapu into noa. So you really want to avoid doing things like passing food over people's heads. This is because... Food is involved in many different sorts of Māori rituals and practices. Uh, it's really important in teaching and learning contexts. It's really important to welcome people, to celebrate success, and even just to build rapport. So it's really important to treat food with respect. Don't go and, and put it over people. Make sure to treat it carefully and with consideration.
0: Yeah, and then the next thing we thought we'd talk about is tables um and tables and bags and things like that so most people um probably already know that table the top of a table is tapu so you shouldn't sit on a table um and this is especially important for tables with food on them or those that may have food on them at some point for the reasons max just talked about um and this also goes for bags um you shouldn't put your bag on a table uh, instead you can put them on the floor or on top of a chair um, and this is linked to hygiene as well so it's unhygienic to put your butt or a bag on the table
1: and this is just sort of it's sort of common sense really you really don't want to be mixing your butt with things that you're about to be eating off of it's just sort of common sense
0: yeah Exactly. And this is what we were saying before about this is not something you have to break your back doing. This is just thinking before you act, really.
1: Yeah. And one more thing it's really about respect. So if you are about to enter a room where someone in authority, like an elder or a teacher, is addressing an audience, try to avoid entering and crossing the room while they're talking. This is just to avoid offending anyone so another way to do it is to wait quietly by the door until there is a break in the conversation or if that can't happen enter as discreetly as possible uh, try not to walk directly in front of the speaker but if you really have to crouch down as you go past as a sign of respect now this comes from the the traditional Māori way of being very hierarchical so crossing in front of a more senior person can be quite rude.
0: Hmm. And another thing linked to respect is how you position yourself when you're with someone or speaking to them. So if you're speaking to someone, you should be at the same height as them. And this doesn't mean if I'm five foot and you're six foot, I need to get a stool. It's more if you're sitting down and I'm standing up, I need to sit down to be on your level so that I'm not looking down at you because that's very rude or perhaps if you were an elder and you were seated I would crouch down to be slightly below you just to show that respect that you're above me
1: yeah and and, and in a hospital situation it's really common for people to be bedridden so it should be quite easy just to crouch down beside them or find a chair just just so you're not talking from above them
0: Yep. And then another sign of respect is to not step over people, which you probably don't do very often anyway, but this is maybe when there's heaps of people in a room, people are sitting down. Instead of stepping over people's legs, you need to make sure you ask them to move their legs or go a different way, because it's very rude to step over someone.
1: Yeah, and this sort of comes from the multicultural perspective perspective of it being rather offensive for a woman to step over a man but of course it does extend both ways. So to bring in a health context to this we can look to te Tapafa. this is a model of health that tries to work with and coincides with the Māori worldview. This takes those principles that we've been talking about of tikanga Māori And it sets them alongside with what Māori find meaning and value in to build a more holistic picture of what their pillars of health are.
0: And there is um, a big kind of demand for this because hopefully you can see now that the Māori worldview is different to the Pākehā worldview. There are a lot of things that we don't deem important, which are pretty central to the Maori worldview, so it makes sense that this would go for um, health scenarios also. Um, so there's kind of needs to be a different model of care for Maori people, which can take into account these differences and is tailored to them. And that's what Tefari Tapafa te is.
1: Yeah, so Tefari te Tapafa te it sort of represents a house with four different walls. So this house has the walls of family health spiritual health, mental health, and physical health. And each are equally important. And if any of these walls fail for any reason, the rest of them are also compromised. So it's really important to get a holistic view of how someone's going in all of these areas when you're trying to figure out how they are in their health. And
0: this is quite different to the Western idea of health, which has kind of always been dominated by physical health. More recently there has been more emphasis on mental health, but it is still very skewed towards physical health. But with this Tefari Tapafa, these four pillars are all equal. So the very first pillar is family health, which is Tahafano.
1: Yeah, so this is your capacity to belong, to care and to share. And where the individual is part of a wider social system. This is all about how your community and the people around you interact. And this is quite important. Your family here isn't just your nuclear family, your parents and siblings, but this also includes people who you now consider family, your best friends, people who you interact with every day, just people who you really care about this is also shared with the Pacifica worldview, where family is also central to your health and well-being.
0: Yeah. And then the next pillar is Taha which is spiritual health. Um, And this is the capacity for faith and for wider communication, which is not just what kind of God you believe in. It's about how you relate to the world around you and knowing your place in the world. And this does share some similarities with um, Western beliefs. A lot of hospitals will have a chaplaincy service or maybe even a chapel. So this is um, not unfamiliar to most people. And then the next pillar, which is quite a big one, which we'll all be familiar with, is Hinengaru or mental health.
1: Yeah, and this is the capacity to communicate, to think and to feel. This is how you deal with stress and, and difficulty in your life. And a few weeks ago, we talked about how poor mental health can cause poor physical health and vice versa. So this is a huge part of your overall well-being and it definitely needs to be looked at a lot and and be carefully monitored.
0: Mm, and in the Māori worldview and Te Whare tapapa, both taha whānau, which is family health, and taha wairua, spiritual health, also have impacts on your physical health, just like mental health does. So all of these things are interlinked. And as we said before, just one of them suffering will cause all of them to suffer. Um, so the final one is taha tīnana, or physical health, which we're all very familiar with, the most emphasised one of them all
1: yeah this is your capacity for, for physical growth and development this is your anatomy and episiology your pills and potions we are very very familiar with this in the western context but when looking through the maori worldview this is just one part of many so it wouldn't be fair to just focus on this alone you need to also look at the family the spiritual health and the mental health are being equally important now, a more recent addition to this is not only the four walls of the Tefari Tapafa, but also the roof and floor. Here, the floor is the land, the land being incredibly important. It's your link to your ancestors. This is how you relate to your place in the world, and this is incredibly important in your overall well being. Mm. And then we have the roof. The roof here is culture. This underpins everything that you do. This is where we get our Māori worldview. This is where we get our tikanga Māori. This protects you from the world around you. And it's incredibly important.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is becoming increasingly important um, and prevalent Um they teach this in medical school these days um, in dental school and a lot of hospitals have implemented ways to preserve tikanga and just to respect these beliefs that people hold so we thought we'd share a few of these we've already shared some ways you can um, preserve tikanga in your everyday life but here's some things that go on sometimes behind the scenes in hospitals which you might not know about
1: Yeah, so the first one that we can talk about are family rooms. So these are rooms which are permanently governed by kawa, which are protocol. Uh, These will differ from place to place depending on how that iwi or tribe uh, believes tikanga maori will operate. But some examples of some rules here could be shoes to be removed when you enter and for food to be shared after the guests depart
0: yeah and another um thing that goes on which is kind of common in everyday life as well which many people will know is karakia which is a maori prayer and for many maori karakia is an essential way to protect and maintain their well-being um it's not just for in the hospital this is something that's done quite commonly um and It's really important that the patient and the whānau are offered karakia during the care process, um, particularly in really distressing situations. So it's up to the doctors and the hospital staff to facilitate this and to make sure people know that this is a right they have to perform karakia. Yeah.
1: And our next one on our list is Tonga. So these are valuables with spiritual significance. Uh, Tonga aren't merely items of sentimental value. These have spiritual value. So a a Tonga worn on the body uh, gives protection and it must not be removed without special permission.
0: Yeah, and if it does need to be removed, it's important that um, if it's possible, the patient removes it themselves or a member of their whānau removes it for them.
1: And if it can stay on, what can be quite useful is putting tape over that tonga. And if that's like a necklace or other such thing, that can just make sure that it's not going to be swaying around and getting in the way during a surgery or other such more difficult and delicate procedure.
0: And another um, way tikanga is preserved is... That any body parts, which includes things like even just nail clippings or hair, which are removed for surgery or for any reason, are returned to the patient. So there needs to be the option for the patient to take these home, and they may not wish to do that. Um, If the hospital is disposing of it themselves, then they need to ask how the patient wishes for that to be done, if it's okay to just do with it what they usually do, or if the patient wants a karakia performed.
1: Yeah, and this is quite important during childbirth. So it's very much a norm now that you should be asked if you want to keep the placenta and take it home. And in the Maori worldview, it's quite common for it to be very important to bury your, your placenta in your ancestral land, to connect to that with Put your fucking papa so next on our list is something which is very important in all cultures, which is death there's a lot of different cultural practices and norms that go around with this, and it's important to note that you really need to ask the the whānau, uh what they believe in and what they want to happen, but in general, there are some principles that are usually understood and carried out by most maoli people
0: and this is things like not leaving the deceased person unattended they shouldn't be on their own um under no circumstances really should the dead person's hair be cut or removed and if for some reason that needs to happen the Fano need to be consulted and if possible do it themselves um, and then back to the karakia we mentioned before, it's really important, especially in this scenario, that these are able to be performed and spiritual rites can take place also.
1: Yeah, and if possible, this should really be done before the post-mortem is done. And finally, from a Māori perspective, the room is not spiritually cleansed until a karakia has been performed. And this may result in Māori staff not wanting to enter the room and subsequent patients feeling uncomfortable in that room. So it's quite important that the karakia is done as soon as possible. And until that's done, do not take any food or drink into the room and do not clean the room. Because these are quite tapu practices and you don't want to mix these things until the whakanoa has been done via that karakia.
0: And this is just really emphasising how important it is to preserve tikanga here. So tikanga is to perform a karakia, and if this isn't done, then Māori staff will not enter the room, and people will feel really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, so this is just our basic overview of what tikanga Māori is. Some of the general do's and don'ts, what you need to look out for, and what you need to respect, and we've also sort of gone into how this looks like in a healthcare setting. We've gone over te whare tapu wha, what is quite important in Māori health. And we've also talked about some of the general ways that hospital staff do to respect kanga and make sure that Māori patients feel as comfortable as possible.
0: Yeah, so we hope you've learned something from the podcast today. Um, maybe learned a new way you can make people feel comfortable or respect people. Uh, We'll be back again in four weeks' time with our next show. So thank you for listening, everyone, and I hope you've enjoyed.